Okay. Hello, hello, hello. Sabaha, everybody. Welcome back to the channel. It is, um, <laughs> this is uh, the Android Bay. Welcome back to the Android Bay, episode 121 on this beautiful uh, June 11th, 2022. We are full, well, we are fully on in the middle of June. I mean, we're pretty much uh, also form pretty much in the uh, summer season here in Los Angeles. We're hitting 100 degrees Fahrenheit, roughly about 40 degrees uh, Celsius for all of our friends across the border. Uh, well, you know, across the ponds, I guess. Uh, and of course, we're definitely in the middle of uh, somewhat of a little bit of a lull not necessarily a very big push into devices and of course hardware releases but there's definitely things coming up and it looks like a lot of things are starting to brew up specifically HTC spreading out a, a calling to basically releasing a new device uh, there's a lot of talks about basically new devices coming out with the brand new 8 plus gen 1 uh, and of course Google finally dropped well not finally but decided to also drop not this one sorry too many devices on the table the June feature drop for Pixel smartphones and of course pack, packed with a lot of features. Um, earlier this week, I posted a video on the brand new Realme GT, well, the Realme GT Neo 3T. Kind of like a successor to the three that we saw before, although I feel like it stands on its own. We'll talk a little bit more about that one. And of course, last but not least, the thing that I've been waiting for since the announcement of the OnePlus 10 Pro in the US market, or actually even internationally, and that's the ability of getting more from that device. And essentially, the ability of having more on that device is the biggest thing going on. I see we'll have a few a few of our friends hanging out with us. Uh, Steve DeRoche, good morning, my friend. Hope you're doing well. Um, yes, it is 1230. It's like a few hours ahead of us on the east coast of, the, uh, of Canada. I see Hamid Ham is in there. Farhan's in there. Finn Jacobs is in there, of course. And Jimmy Fire Dragon kicking it with us as well. Um, it has been an interesting week in the sense of uh, it's been busy with a lot of things coming up, a lot of announcements coming up. Um, Apple had their announcement event as well for, uh, for iOS 16 with a lot of new features. It's available in beta if you'd like to be able to check it out. Uh, of course, Google dropped their feature drop for June, which also was nice to see some new features added to Pixels. Um, some of them are very much uh, a direct connection to what you need. You know, you're able to do with the device, like having your vaccination card, have uh, you know present on the home screen, uh, the ability of seeing your Nest camera on your home screen without having to unlock the phone. That's something that, especially for Nest users, uh, it works really good. Uh, and of course, there's a new video editing or video video creation tool in there. We'll get a chance to check that out as well. And then, of course, uh, it's just overall, you know, expanding the functionalities of all Pixel smartphones. For me, the really nice part about this, on top of the fact that I am a you know Team Pixel member, uh, it's also because you know my son. This was like the first week we were able to. Well, he finally basically uh, got his first smartphone. It's like officially first smartphone, smartphone, like a legit smartphone. Um, and uh, definitely, you know, he's joining Team Pixel with the Pixel 5a with an amazing device with a very nice processor in there. And of course, he gets the same feature drop that I get. So it's also nice to be able to see him and see his impressions of some of those things coming up. Um, Finn Jacobs, DK, I saw the uh, I saw the post on Instagram a few days ago about Omar. Congrats on Omar again. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much, uh, Finn. Yes. Uh, so for everybody, if you guys follow me on Instagram at TKDSL8655, same for Twitter. Um, this week has also been a big week for us because uh, my son finally graduated from his elementary school. So uh, in, in the U.S., at least, we have a three levels of school before we finish um, essentially high school, uh, which is essentially what you need to finish by at the age of 18. So we have elementary, junior high, and high school. Elementary is essentially um, through like age 12, uh, 11, 11, 11 or so, or early 12 uh, for most kids. And then, of course, after that, you go into the older kids' classes where you have multiple... Um, 
the best way to describe it is elementary school, one teacher, uh, and basically they sit together the whole day and they learn multiple uh, material, multiple lessons, multiple uh, disciplines, basically math, English, history, all of those things are all taught, taught by one person. In um, junior high and in uh, high school, this is where they start going into more of the traditional system where kids move from one class to the other. And they basically have different uh, instructors for different parts. So they have an English teacher, a history teacher, and they basically have six uh, six classes a day. And they continually go from one class to the other every hour to meet the teachers. And teachers don't go to your classes. Um, I know back when I was in Lebanon, at least <laughs> back in the olden days, um, it was a little bit different. We had the material. We had different instructors for different materials. But it was the teachers that moved from one class to the other, not the kids. And here, at least in the U.S., that's how we have it. So long story short, my son's going to be starting that hopefully in the next couple of months after the summer break. But it was a big big part of what we did this week was just celebrating him. And um, I felt like the, the best thing to do, obviously, would be is to get him his first smartphone. Um, and, of course, have him enjoy the entire summer. He got comfortable with it. I show him some tips and tricks in there. Uh, getting him into the ecosystem and, you know, we'll probably start seeing some team pixel hashtags floating around his account. Uh, if you do want to check him out, he does have his own Instagram. He's been posting for some time. It's Omar Bay Picks, P-I-C-S, um, and Omar Bay. Um, so he's been available for some time. Golan Lavi, good morning. Hello. Hope you're doing well. Ron Guido, Maryland. Thank you very much. Barry Johnson, good morning. Welcome, welcome. And of course, everybody, hope you guys are having a good Saturday. I'm hoping you're not having any problems with some real weird weather, uh, at least where wherever, what part of the world that you're in. Um, but for us, I'll, I'll start jumping in first and foremost with the biggest thing that I felt like very excited about. Okay. So OnePlus finally made the announcement that they're going to be making an availability of two different, well, I'm sorry, there's going to be two variants of the OnePlus 10 Pro. We've seen the OnePlus S Pro, 10 Pro in US and Canada in a one configuration. So that would be this one. This is an 8128 configuration, sells for $899. And there's two colors. There's obviously the black one and the green one. We have, um, you know, actually, I think I have both. Yes, I do have both. But again, it, my, my running joke up to this date is I had to put two OnePlus 10 Pros to be able to get, you know, higher capacity storage in there because the 128 is the limiting factor. And as we know, OnePlus devices do not have an SD card or don't support an SD card. So long story short, now we have the option of being able to, as of the, fifth, uh, sorry, starting the 15th of this month. And, uh, and if you guys would like to check them out, there'll be links in the description for that, but it's not going to be active till the 15th. Uh, and surprisingly, not available at carriers, which is interesting, but it's going to be available at OnePlus, Amazon, and Best Buy. So their online or e-retailers will start supporting the higher capacity, and maybe in the future we'll be able to see that. Now, the unlocked models will support the Sub-6 technology. They will support AT&T and T-Mobile. It's just not sold at their stores, so just be aware of that. But I'm excited to see that we finally have that option. I think my biggest thing with the OnePlus 10 Pro right now is not that it's not a, uh, a worthy device to be considered as a smartphone. Is just as time goes on, as um, and I, and I'll say this maybe depends on the, the where you are in the life cycle of or where you are in, in your in your own needs as part of life. If you were starting off with a smartphone, you've never had a smartphone before, like my son. I don't think 128 gigs is going to be uh, outlandish. I think it's more than enough, and I think it's a very capable, uh, very good. Um, option for somebody to be able to basically use it. And I think Omar is going to have a, a, a blast. Um, I have his camera set to 4K 30 frames per second on the main camera on the back. And of course, 1080p on the front, because that's what we do on pixels. But the overall experience, I think he has more than enough storage to kind of like fully utilize and enjoy it, installing his games and so on. But somebody for like for me, as I'm going on from one device to the other, I feel like I've kind of surpassed the 128 mark. And I think this has been my biggest thing right now. I feel like storage capacities and storage is something that it needs to evolve again or yet again. 
I remember back in the day when, let's say, 64 gigabytes used to be an, uh, something that we was like, oh, my God, that's enough, way more than enough. You know, but back then we didn't have 4K60. We didn't have, uh, you know, 4K 120 or even 8K video. So these capabilities obviously require more storage and we're slowly getting in there. Um, one thing I was very impressed to see is that the Axon, uh, Axon 40 Ultra, um, you know, from ZTE, right out of the box, comes out with a 500, you know, 256 gigs of internal storage. Uh, also, what we saw earlier with Motorola, with the Edge Plus, uh, the Edge Plus 2020 or 2022, they also came out with 500, a higher storage at 512 at 899. So we're seeing companies putting in um, or able to squeeze in higher capacity storage and not necessarily too worried about RAM. This is the weird part of the, uh, where Android kind of, you know, depending on how much you have. 8 gigs was more than enough on what we have with Oxygen OS. I feel like 256 gigs of internal storage would have been the right start, maybe an 8.256 as opposed to an 8.128. Um, but I still say, you know, it's very possible that a lot of people would be very happy with a 128 device to date, although we're starting to see that creeping up into the whole point where 128 may not just be enough. So for me, the 256, I'm going to try to see if I can get my hands on one of them because that would be my device and I want to be able to switch to that. Um, not that I haven't been able to use the OnePlus 10 Pro. It's been a limiting factor in what I was, what I was doing. When I was testing the, the device, I actually hit the limit. And I did the same thing with my Pixel, uh, Pixel 6 Pro. It's something that I don't want to... I'll say this. On a typical week, when I'm going from one device to another, when I'm doing different uh, you know, content creation, um, you know, preparing for videos and so on, I do end up making a lot of video with my smartphone. The last thing I want to do is in the middle of my videos, in the middle of my shoot, in the middle of what I'm doing, having to worry that my, my device is going to run out of storage. And I typically don't want to have to manage that during the week because I have so many other things going on. Having to stop what I'm doing to go back and unload or basically take data off my phone so I can have the storage that I need and then go back to what I was doing, that's valuable time. So the long story is, or the short, well, the short story, incredibly long, is essentially that I need a higher capacity device. And I feel like, you know, what we're starting to see now is what we knew was going to happen. It just it did take a little bit of time. So we've seen the, two, the 12 256 in China before. Now it's available. And uh, it's going to be definitely an, an appreciated storage capacity for people that want to have more storage on their devices. Um, Thank you. Thank you very much, Marilyn. It was a wonderful Omar. Uh, yes, middle school is going to be definitely a big change for him, but he's very excited. We did a tour of his element, uh, of his uh, junior high, um, um, I want to say maybe a month and a half ago with him. Uh, so it was definitely a very different campus, much more, uh, you know, more buildings, more um, activities. And he's looking also to kind of, you know, continue and meet, maybe meeting new friends. And of course, you know, continue all the good things and learning new things uh, at school. Um, let me double check here. Ta ta ta. Sabaho, chemitar, sabaho. Buenos dias, canal. Como estas? Um, we're missing Greg. Yeah, Finn. Actually, you're right. Greg is not in the chat. Um, hopefully, Greg will be joining us soon. I hope he's doing well. I know it's been. I I, I want to say I've seen him online a few times this week, and I think he's doing okay. Um, hundred <laughs> one is fine. If you have a my so actually, Marilyn, I think that you have an, an absolute perfect point there. Micro uh, the the availability or the use of a micro SD card is a big factor into what is acceptable on a storage on a device. Like yeah, with the devices I mentioned to you earlier when I said they had 64 gigs of internal storage, those supported SD cards. 
right? I mean, with the exception of Pixels back in the day and you know, OnePlus devices, for the most part, all of them supported SD cards. And I think that's the biggest factor there. The ability of unloading that data is much easier done on device than it is to connect it to a PC, booting it up, transferring, uploading it to the cloud, and depending on what you have on store, uh, you know, data and so on. So 128 is, is I think we're starting to reach that, that creep level of saying, okay, 128 should be basically starting to kind of phase out slowly without necessarily packing out uh, the cost. Because at the end of the day, what we're also realizing is if Motorola is able to pack in a 512 gig internal storage on an 899 device, Axon or the ZTE Axon 40 Ultra is able to pack in 256 as 799. We kind of have to start looking at the what is really being done here and what how much profit margins are we looking at realistically. Um, last but not least, if we want to keep in mind, I do understand that obviously the first comment is going to come back and say, well, the price went up with it. But also keep in mind, the Xperia 1 Mark IV is now 512 gigs of internal storage, you know, and still have an SD card. So Sony's really focusing on that part. Now, again, that may not be for everybody. That device is definitely priced for a specific market, for a specific fan base. Uh, but I'm talking about in general, the Moto, uh, the Moto Edge Plus 2022, I think, is a very good example of what Motorola is trying to bring to the table and what we need to have as to start, start basically making that the standard. Uh, but having expandable storage, I don't really see the reason why we're killing that option. It's an internal piece of component. Not everybody has to use it, but it does give you the ability of offloading the, uh, the static media that you have on another type of storage that doesn't necessarily have to be as fast all the time. You know, it's if you access it once in a while, it doesn't need to be the super lightning UFS 3.1 that we always have. But I'm, 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 I'm excited to see what they're offering. I'm wondering how the, uh, how the approach is going to be. All of the reviews, all of the comments, and everything that's been put out so far to date have been made on a version of this device that had less storage. So as if there have ever been videos that have been posted there, unless people go up there and start re-uploading and making updated videos and updated reviews talking about the fact that it has additional storage as a new feature to it, um, it's going to end up basically color the commentary. And I don't know if that's necessarily what OnePlus wanted to do this year, essentially is make it so that the commentary is made on a lower version of what they're supposed to be making available later on. So I'm hoping we'll start having more conversations with that. So I, I for one, would love to be able to be part of that. Uh, my Galaxy, so here, uh, Farhan saying, my Galaxy Note 8 is a 64 gigabyte, but still has a 6.5 gigabyte internal storage left. And, and yeah, that's, see, one thing I would probably say is that Galaxy Note 8 has an SD card. That's one of the biggest factors. But if you're constantly up, uh, you know, um, I would say, you know, removing some content off of it, it also depends on uh, on what you're doing with the device. What I mean by this is uh, the Note 8 capabilities, uh, or at least file sizes when it came to video as well as images, is not the same as, let's say, an S22 Ultra, uh, where I would probably say I'm able to shoot uh, videos in, again, 4K60 or even 8K, but 4K60 is what I shoot. Whenever I sample my content, whenever I want to shoot a piece of tech, uh, or whatever I'm editing, even if I'm producing a final 1080p, either a reel, a Snapchat, not Snapchat, uh, but, you know, a reel or a TikTok, or even putting in a short, I'm shooting at 4K60 and then exporting at that level so I have a higher resolution content. Those are the things we want to keep in mind. And I know that the Note 8, I think, if anything, if it does 4K, it does probably 4K30. But what I'm trying to shoot for, at least to say, is that device at the time it's released and what it's capable of doing, 64 with an SD card works perfectly for you. In 2022, when devices are being released, again, um, the, the Realme GT uh, here, the GT Neo 3T, um, supports 4K 60 frames per second, and that's going to eat up the storage if I don't have expandable storage. 
Uh, and OnePlus should, obviously, I, I feel like OnePlus gives us even more functionalities with that 4K 120 and the 8K recording, and we need to have that storage capacity. So I think that's mostly my biggest thing. I'm not saying that a device can't work, just you have to also kind of remember when was it released, what are the capabilities, and what options do you have on that device that maybe we don't have anymore. Um, has anyone else uh, gotten a monthly update on, on their S22, S21? No, uh, I'll say this. I don't have an S21 anymore, so I'm not sure. But I will say that it's been about a week and a week or so that I haven't received an update on my S22 Ultra because May was like update month for Samsung. I, I got literally four updates in one month to this device and so far nothing. So I haven't seen the June update yet. Uh, but I will say that I have a T-Mobile variant. So typically I'm a little bit behind on updates. I'm not. Uh, we're not ahead of the curve. We're always behind it. Um, <laughs> uh, the, uh, at least again, uh, a, 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 now we'll have to see how we got that one, Chemi. I'm, I'm hoping we'll see how that comes out. Uh, Farhan, Mike, on oh, oh here, um, I've side granted. Uh, okay, so uh, I've side side graded uh, from the V60 to a Galaxy Note 22, and I had to go with the 256. I also fi uh, uh, filled both my 128 internal and 128 SD cards on the V60, and I think this is the again. It depends on what you do and what you need. Content for me is a big part of what I do, and essentially a device that I that I use on a daily needs to be able to. I guess, let's just say this, it needs to be able to hang with me in um, the standard form where I'm doing just normal day-to-day, -day, taking pictures of the family, we're going out, we're enjoying kind of our activity, but I also needed to be able to hang in there when I flip the switch and I'm starting to do content on anything else. Because surprisingly, like when you're shooting with the device, when you're testing a phone, there's a lot of things you can do from the phone, but there are so also a lot of clips that you need to do of the actual device itself. So you kind of also need to remember, it's not like this entire video was shot with the phone, it was shot with another piece of tech. And at the end of the day, do I want to take with me an entire DSLR or an S, you know, in uh, the ZVE10 or even the A6400? Um, or do I want to be able to basically shoot with what I have? I'm still in the process of trying to find my, I was trying to be able to get my hands on a um, basically an, S, an X70 Pro Plus. I I don't think the X80 is going to be something I'm going to jump on yet. I think the X70 Pro Plus, based on what I've used and what I've seen from it at CES, I want to get that to be my second, um, you know, content creation. Not I don't want I don't need it for the phone. I literally want to buy it for a camera. So in my mind, the way I look at it, I'm looking at it as a device that's basically a camera that's going to live as that, and I'm going to be able to create from it, produce from it. And then, of course, uh, use it as my secondary, uh, my, my B-roll camera, so on, of sorts, when I don't need to be at my desk with my, you know, setup that I have right here in the studio. So I, I'm, I'm there, and I, and I think the capabilities of what OnePlus are doing right now is they're finally giving us the option. I knew, again, we knew it was coming, but I'm just appreciating what we have. Um, there was another thing I wanted to talk about today, but I was kind of on the fence. I, I kind of brought it up with Juan on Thursday on the best of our week. And, and I feel like at some point or another, we're going to hit, there, there's going to be a, um, a massive shift in the way we are right now. Currently, right now, if you start noticing on everything, like when you start looking at devices and devices being released in all genres and all categories, fast charging is becoming available and more accessible to more affordable devices. And this is a definitely a big thing for us, a big factor in what we see when we talk about smartphones. The problem that we have in here is, or it's not necessarily a problem, but the concern that I have right now is this. More and more companies are removing chargers out of the box. More and more companies are still touting faster charging and faster capabilities out there charging technologies as time goes on. But at some point or another, and this doesn't, it hasn't happened yet, but we're starting to see it, 
we're going to get to the point where a company will announce a device. And I'm not naming a specific company. I'm talking just companies in general, right? So far or up to this point, we've seen Pixels, we've seen Sony, we've seen um, Samsung, and we've seen Apple remove their charging their chargers out of the box, out of their premium or their flagship-based devices. And I think Apple just removed it out of everything, not necessarily saying Pixel doesn't. But I think Pixel did that as well. But Samsung still puts chargers in their A-series. Um, although I take that back, the A53 does not have that. Some devices still have it. What I'm trying to shoot for is this. These companies right now don't feature very fast charging. And what I mean by this, 30 watt on the Sony, uh, on the Sony 25 watt on, on, uh, on Samsung. And again, if you want to go to 45, the, you know, not so true 45 there. But for the most part, we're talking about sub 30 watt charging, something that you could probably use a charger from another device. There has been rumors that Realme is going to start removing their chargers out of the box. I haven't been able to substantiate that, but the rumors started coming out that basically Chinese brands are going to start removing that. These brands are basically starting literally like 90, a good part of their presentations are we're charging. We're going to give you 240, 150 watt chargers. We're going to do a whole bunch of different things for you. But at some point, they're going to start not having that in the box. It means when you buy the phone and you're buying it based on those claims and you know configurations that they can do with them. Um, and you don't have that 150 correct proprietary charger from the company. Uh, it's going to become a, bear, a big problem because you not only need to basically make sure you buy the right charger to be able to get that experience, but also like if you want to go wireless, you need to kind of get that special charger. Um, Honor put out put out a device that is an absolute fun, absolute a lot of fun to use. And a lot of things are really nice in it. The charger in the box still includes 100 watt charging. Absolutely out of the box. No question. Uh, it's out of this world, I mean. But to be able to enjoy that 100 watt charging on the wireless side, which is also a feature of this device, you need to not only buy a charger, which is separate, that's also an honor charger, but also, also buy an adapter, a charging adapter that can support 100 watts powered into that. So those are two things that you need to kind of keep in mind when you're buying things. And we are going to get to that point. That's what I'm trying to say. We're going to get to that point where we start seeing features and announcement of charging technologies and new battery technologies, but we won't have the charger because we have to pay extra to be able to pick it up. And I don't know how we're going to be able to handle that. Um, you know, EU forces uh, Apple to be able to use USB-C. I think it's a great move. My hope is that, that it becomes a across the border 2024, the iPhone. So, so this year we'll have the 14. Um, and then next year we'll have the 15. So basically in 2024 will be the, uh, the 16. So iPhone 16 should have USB-C. If Apple decides not to do basically not to wait till that long and just jumps the gun with next year. And I think that would be that would be the smart thing for us to do or for them to do, uh, of course. Um, I see Aditya is uh, joining us as well. Dan, hey, hope you're doing well. Uh, Grounded Tech, uh, Dan's kicking it with us as well. Uh, he does a lot of good live streams. He was on yesterday playing some Fortnite um, on uh, on YouTube. He was streaming, so if you guys haven't had a chance to check him out. Uh, but he's also on Twitch as well. And uh, uh, one of the other creators I really love is uh, Roger from, uh, you know, uh, Rogerbot, basically, Life of Tech, uh, which is also very nice. They're also a big streamer on <laughs> on Twitch and everybody else. But I do see Aditya. Thank you for hanging out with us. Joe Hickey from Purposely Pixel, also another friend, uh, kicking it with us here. Uh, <laughs> it had been described as, oh, man, a whole bunch of people. Once again, uh, please explain what OnePlus planners. Uh, okay, hold on. So Golan's asking a question. Please explain what OnePlus planner plans to do for the global market with premium flagship, not just the U.S. The announcement that they made is specific to the U.S. and to the Canadian market. So those are the two markets that they announced. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're not going to be releasing the higher capacity to uh, more of an international market. I think this is just the start. Um, initially, if you remember, um, actually, literally on the 10th of January, 
early on in the year. They announced, uh, this is while I was at CES, so they announced the OnePlus 10 Pro. In China, they had not only different variants as far as storage, but they also had different colors. There is a white OnePlus 10 Pro that exists in the market, but only in the Chinese market. If you want to import it and flash you know, global ROM on it, it'll work perfectly fine. But long story short, they're doing a staggered release. This is very much... A, uh, for the lack of a better term, this is very much an OPPO style release of what we've seen typically OPPO do across the board. OPPO doesn't release their devices across the country, across, across the globe entirely at the same time. First, releases it in China, typically to what we do. Then they start releasing it to the global market. And when they do essentially global, even though it's a global variant, it'll be available in specific markets initially and then slowly rolling out to more. So the long story short, what I'm trying to say, Golan, is you're going to see this device come up in more of a European air, uh, markets and so on. And I think it's just more of a staggered situation. So the announcement for us is this. There'll be another announcement, hopefully, in the near future from the from those respective uh, respective. Um, PR uh, representation for OnePlus in those areas. Um, for mine, I got it directly from the US PR, so obviously they're not going to give me global information. But again, it's not hard to see the path of what OnePlus and what Oppo do. do. And you know, I've been following both Oppo and OnePlus and Realme for years now, and I can definitely tell you that yes, there's a staggered release of how devices are uh, are put out to the market. Perfect example would be the Find X5 Pro. The Find X5 Pro was available in the European market way before the Middle East. And I know that because I push out my content on uh, the Find X5 Pro on the Arabic channel and on the English channel. The Arabic video didn't take that, didn't pick up as fast, but I was one of the very few creators putting a video in Arabic because that device was just not available for that market yet. So in the Middle East, people weren't looking for it. As we got closer to MWC and that time kind of went on and I already had my Find X5 Pro and I'm putting out content the week before MWC, they started to see that device and that's when it starts rolling out. So again, it's more of a timing uh, and not necessarily that it's not coming. It's literally more of a staged rollout. That's the best way to say it. Uh, <laughs> Aditya, ground attack. Aditya, yeah, uh, let me see. I think I'm missing some comment. Dan oh, dang it. Okay, I just jumped like 6,000 comment. Uh, that white OnePlus is so nice. Barry, yes, no. So a buddy of mine in the Middle East in Kuwait, uh, Slorks, if you guys know him, Ahmed Bariki, he has the white one. <laughs> and he's had it for a while. He imported that one. So like during that time where we start seeing creators buying the Chinese version of the OnePlus 10 Pro in like February before OnePlus announced it, and they're all like reviewing that variant of it, um, he purchased the white one. And he, I think that was the right thing to do because that variant is has not even come out. The U.S. market, at least U.S. and Canada, when it comes down to the 12256, it's only going to be available in the uh, volcanic black uh, color. So the darker black color, not even this one. So the green one is not getting a 256 12 variant yet. That's going to hopefully come up later on. But right now, yeah, it's a single color, single availability, U.S., Canada, um, 12 gigs of RAM, 256, which is typically what they're higher model of always been. It's always been an 8128 and two, uh, 12256. I think to start off the year with the 899, I understand why they went there. It's it's It sounds better when you say that the OnePlus 10 Pro launched for 899 because there is no other variant. And that's a good tagline. And I think that's a, a lot of people will love that tag. I think now we'll have the additional storage as people start kind of looking in and wanting more. And maybe the people that bought the 8128 may upgrade. So we may start seeing some good sales or resales of uh, the 8128s on Swappa and eBay and so on. And, and you may be able to pick up a OnePlus 10 Pro for a really good deal. So this is definitely something I'm really excited to see how that kind of goes. 
Aditya is jumping in with, I recently cleared out my 30 gigabytes of raw files uh, from one of my, uh, from my phone. Six months after uh, owning it, um, you could say uh, the Sony has, <laughs> has made me want to take more photos. It's something that you, if you enjoy doing and you want to be able to create and you have the time to be able, like when you do raw, this is the biggest thing. Obviously, this is a more of a commitment into taking photography to the next level because raw requires you to actually edit those content or those pictures on a PC. So you always in the in the shot as you're taking the picture and when you're looking at them. Um, now, I don't know if you're saving them as raw and JPEG at the same time, uh, Aditya, to be able to see how they look like processed and non-processed. But essentially, you are putting a little bit more work into that. But again, 30 gigs of, of uh, pictures is actually a decent amount of pictures. But he said, you know, factor that in with 4k 60 4k 120 or depending if the uh the the sony has that has that capability yeah an sd card becomes a very functional and a very nice tool to have and seriously sony's the only game uh, in the in the market right now for any kind of flagship experience that still talk about sd card support even though they went to 512 which is what the pro i has and now the uh, xperia one mark two uh, sorry xperia one mark four has um you know now we don't have a five mark four we didn't hear anything about that one but I can definitely appreciate the move towards this, uh, the next, the next evolutionary move in storage capacity. But uh, definitely, Aditya, of course, that's that's it's one thing we always need to do. We need to make sure to manage our content. Uh, Matt, <laughs> Matt, the purposely gaming himself, dude, is uh, is in there, uh, <laughs> is kicking it. I can't stop, mate. But have have a good one. Absolutely, man. Hope you're doing well. Hope you have a good time with the family. Um, and of course, Jimmy Fire Dragon is like thirty gigs of raw files, Aditya. What are you shooting? A lot of beautiful things, I'm sure. A lot of things that obviously inspire Aditya. Um, Finn is coming in with, um, I really want to upgrade uh, to 12, but, uh, okay, so I think we're talking about the 12 gigs of RAM, uh, but a lot of themes and mods uh, I use, uh, oh, Android 12, so I'm going to talk about it, are stuck to Android 11 and are not yet updated to Android 12 yet, so I don't know what to do. Uh, I don't want to uh, update to Android 12 and then re uh, revert back because I have to. It is a challenge. You're right. Mods, the, it's, it depends on basically the support and basically the development that they've been doing. Um, Android 11 to 12 is somewhat of a substantial jump. It's not an easy jump. And I think that's probably why you're not seeing a lot of mods or a lot of, uh, I guess, things that worked quel while, quite well on Android 11 being transferred over yet. Um, I think with the release of Android 13 in another couple of months or so, maybe we'll start seeing some uh, interesting uh, updates in there that will force some people to update as the mods will start basically realizing their base is starting to lose, um, I was going to say, lose momentum if people stop using their mods. And they'll see that basically on their analytics, so they'll be able to see that. But my recommendation would be, honestly, uh, Finn, is just comment in, their, uh, in the forums, wherever you are, and make sure that people are aware so that the mods can see there is a demand for newer versions and support, especially... Since Android 13 is knocking around the door, um, but again, Android 11 with security updates on it, there's not much really. I would say it's a bad thing as long as you're comfortable with what you have and you have the phone exactly as you want it. There's no reason why you can't. Uh, my only other thing I would probably say is, have you thought about maybe custom ROMs? Maybe something that'll help you maybe have those incorporated, those features that you're using incorporated, and then you can continue on to Android 12. Something maybe with Lineage OS or, or something to that effect. Or maybe something, what, let me let us know what you're running as far as uh, the OS. You say Android 11, but uh, what version, or is it a ROM or a specific version of that? Hey, Greg's in the chat. Good morning, Greg. Welcome back. A lot of, uh, Jimmy's changing uh, breaks. Oh, okay. Uh, no, no, everybody was asking about you, man, uh, and hope you're doing well. Uh, I do have, oh, here. So DTS uh, coming back. I do have it saved to JPEGs and RAW. Absolutely. And I think that's the right combo. 
Um, I, I use Snapseed to edit. Uh, oh, actually, even better, edit the, the raw photos on my phone. Seldomly do I have to take them off to edit them on my laptop. I think that's the perfect way. If you're comfortable doing it, absolutely. Uh, but I think typically most people that shoot raw, um, I think it's more intended. I think like I would say is uh, to, they're trying to do a little bit. Um, actually, I take that back. It depends on what you need. Really, realistically, it really depends on what you want. If you're comfortable using or the out with the output that you get out of Snapseed, I think that's perfectly fine. Uh, for me, if I'm going to do raw, I typically do it straight into Photoshop because then I feel like a little bit more control. But I also have a few extra plugins, um, and I feel like Snapseed is a good tool on the go. So as long as it works, man, it works perfectly there for you there. Um, uh, they have merged the R&D department. Yes, so uh, absolutely. OnePlus and Oppo are, for the for the lack of a better term, um, a lot more in 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 uh they're they're way more in business together now than we've seen in the past and uh it i mean it's present in the operating system it's present in their release cycles this year has been a proof of the the approach of what oppo is bringing into the table and what oneplus is bringing in we saw some some features trying to transfer over to one to oppo from oneplus and then we saw others coming in the other way so i feel like this is um they're not going to merge their OS. I did specifically point that out. And they, the unified OS conversation is no longer on the table. The Oxygen OS and, and, and of course, Color, sorry, Color OS are not going to be merging. So they're still going to keep their own unique identities. Uh, you know, an example would be Oppo doesn't shoot 8K, but OnePlus does. Oppo doesn't shoot at 4K 120. OnePlus still does that. The slider uh, functionality that we have in there on the side of uh, OnePlus devices, this little nice little option here, also will stay there on OnePlus devices. Nor doesn't, but for the most part, OnePlus will carry that. Uh, Barry Johnson. Oh, here. Oh, okay. I see. I'm currently using Oxygen OS 11 on my 7 Pro. I'm rooted, obviously. Um, and I like to use uh, the AMOLED dark mode theme, uh, which is the Swift installer, uh, but it's not compatible with Android 12 yet. Okay. I see what I, I think I see what you say. Okay. Uh, there are other mods. There are the mods to be able to download and, and do with a, maybe a darker theme on Android 12. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, it's something that you have to keep in mind. And, and just the best way to say it is, yeah, if you're comfortable with it and it works, um, the OnePlus 7 Pro, uh, my brother's been using that for some time, and I know Android 12 was released to it. He did have some problems initially when it was first installed, and we had to had to do a little bit of resetting on a few things for him. But it's uh, yeah, I, I would probably stay with what you're comfortable with, um, but I would definitely maybe check into uh, Lineage OS and see some of the features that you have in there. It does require, obviously, to unlock the bootloader. It's not just a, well... I mean, you probably already are, have an unlocked bootloader if you rooted, unless you're using Magix. So depending on that approach... Uh, but yeah, I mean, there. I'm sure there's going to be options available specifically when it comes down to theming, uh, but not necessarily if Swift is going to be supporting up to Android 12 yet. So I think I understand what you mean. It was one of my biggest things in the past when I used to have to wait on my updating from one version to another. Uh, it was always because of uh, supported mods and, and especially at least at the time exposed uh, didn't update as fast as uh, as people would want them to. So even though they would do running betas and early testing with exposed on like early versions of Android, when the full version of Android comes out, they usually or Google patches up a whole bunch of vulnerability. Well, in their mind is a vulnerability. It's an opportunity for, for exposed modules, of course, uh, and it gets a little bit harder. But I remember that update cycle is very well. well very slow by comparison to what you know most things are updated uh, but for sure uh michael peppertech 30 gigs of raw uh can we uh, can, can we have uh quick can be had quickly i remember making 360 panorama hdr manually using uh, raw images from a nikon d5000 uh the total size was about 30 gigabytes and images are basically uh, and then you layer the images 
it, it is absolutely. That's what I'm saying. When you give us massive camera sensors, when you give us great camera capabilities, you have to marry that with the right storage because otherwise you're going to really kind of make the relationship with that customer, especially new customers, um, get hit a sour note because they're going to hit that limit of the storage on the capacity on they have on the phone. And then they're like, well, I have to offload my data off either on a PC or somewhere else or even start talking about cloud-based. But again, 30 gigabytes, I mean, if you're hitting it that quickly, obviously you probably need to start figuring out a mechanism there. I still do, I, I do still take content off my phone, but... This year with the with the uh, S22 Ultra, I went with the 512. I literally, I, I knew that the 256 was going to be, it, it may end up being an issue for me in about uh, six months or so. And I wanted to move on to the next level. And it wasn't actually that bad. I think Samsung did a decent job in the pre-sale promotion pricing configuration. I mean, I still overpaid for my phone. There's no question there. But at the end of the day, I think it's something that I needed to be comfortable with. But again, the Pro I has that. Uh, now, Xperia 1 Mark III does not. It's still 256, but I have an SD card. Uh, the Xperia Pro I has 512. Uh, all of the Pro series always recommend. Uh, they know you need that much storage. I realize that much there. Oh, and especially if you do carry on, carry with you your high-quality music. Yeah, Deezer, Hi-Fi, and Amazon HD. Uh, what happened to Amazon Music uh, Unlimited? Um, so my understanding, Amazon still has their music. It's $7.99 a month. It's unlimited, but it's not. Or I think you're talking about the Amazon Prime Unlimited. Uh, and I think that one doesn't include the entire library. You have to pay for it. So the included subscription with Amazon Prime is... Um, I think it's it's decent, but it doesn't give you um, HD. It doesn't give you the high quality, you know, like the 48 or 42 kilobits, uh, you know, 16 bit or 24 bit content. Um, so I think the best thing to probably be is if you want to get that higher quality, you get Deezer, you get um, uh, what's it called, Title in there. Of course, uh, we have Cobalt and uh, Cobas. Sorry, not Cobalt. Uh, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think uh, as you said. Um, hopefully at some point Spotify will join the game, but yeah. And of course, Apple lossless, uh, if you just jump on there for iPhones, um, I've tried custom, uh, custom based ROMs like AOSP on Android 12, and I didn't like the material, uh, the material you theming, uh, that we simply, that we have in there. Uh, yeah. If it's based out of AOSP, I'm wondering why they brought it, uh, brought in material you over, they could have gone in a different direction. I mean, we know that because Android 12 exists on many devices and it's been themed. The material you functions have been themed out of it. Uh, Samsung, I mean, Samsung, OnePlus, uh, Oppo, Realme, all of them you run Android 12, but they've taken out any material you presence in there um, and have tried to be uh, still closer to AOSP than it is to, uh, to you know, material you. Oh, man, yeah, Android. So ColorOS, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think we can say that yeah, even the same for many, many devices, right, Greg? Uh, it is a little bit harder. You do get used to it. I... Personally, don't have much problems with my Find X5 Pro. I get all of my notifications. Uh, and on my OnePlus 10 Pro, still, yeah, a little bit de delayed every once in a while. But the reality is this. Um, it, if I'm on the phone and I'm using it, typically there's no delay. If I'm not on the phone, I'll get the notification a little bit later. But it doesn't really, I don't, I never feel like I'm missing out. If something is super important and I need to get something and somebody needs to get in touch with me, especially with family, they typically call. It's not, it's not going to be something where I miss out on that. But I understand you're right. Emails and notifications are big, a big factor of what we get in there. Uh, my brother, uh, <laughs> but uh, oh, Finn, by saying my brother loves the uh, the Pixel Experience 12 ROM on his OnePlus 6. That's actually not a bad not idea. Uh, Greg is actually pretty, uh, usually typically flashes Color OS on his OnePlus devices uh, to be able to just kind of test out and see some of the features they get there. So there's there is other options, but I don't think we have. 
um, uh, the color OS uh, ROMs for the OnePlus Six yet. I think if I'm not mistaken, uh, Finn, uh, sorry, not Finn, uh, Greg, you did that. The 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 latest device that you did on, I think was a uh, OnePlus Eight. I could be wrong. Uh, da, da, da. Michael Peppertech, uh, Farhan, I had, I had, uh, okay, I have 12 images per layer per exposure of a, of a bracket. So 36 layers. Then I think it was about 360 images total to, of adjustment. Um, and the sidecar uh, metadata adds up. Wow. I, that's the, yeah, it, it definitely racks up there. Right? That's way more than I've been doing before. And of course, oh, Greg used it on Xfinity Mobile. So, okay. Um, as as typical, what, what we've seen, like I said, OnePlus. I'm happy that they're doing more storage. I think the the concern that at some point where the charging brick is not going to be included in the box, I think that conversation may be had in 2022 and maybe 23, maybe late 22, but early 23. I'm I'm concerned into how we're going to be able to handle that because when Apple removed their chargers, one thing they didn't do is, or what they, one thing they didn't realize or when they, the claims that they said is people can use their older chargers. Yes, absolutely. But you're, you're announcing faster charging, but you're allowing people to basically go out and use their older chargers that couldn't perform there. And then if they did want to have a faster charging, they had to pay for it. Samsung, of course, copies that page directly from the book of Apple and kind of gives us the same thing. 25 watt is the standard charging. It can do 45, but you have to buy the charger. Now the 25 and the 45. But if you came from a one, from a Samsung device pr uh, from previous years, you more than likely had the 25 watt chargers, which probably meant you're okay. But if you're coming from another ecosystem, this is where the proprietary thing kind of kicks me. Um, is if I come from a device that supports, let's say, PD delivery, or even if we're talking about proprietary, right? Huawei, Honor, um, you know, even even when we talk about Oppo and and Realme, OnePlus includes in the US a uh, basically a PD charger built into their charging brick which means you could use that and charge other devices that support PD charging, like Pixel uh, devices, Samsung's, and so on. But that's not true for Realme and for Oppo devices that are going internationally in Europe. And even OnePlus's charging brick in Europe doesn't support PD. Not sure where the relationship there, what the requirements are, and why the US gets PD where others don't. But the long story short, well, the long story is um, wherever where you are and where we are in, in technology when it comes down to the batteries right now, it's moving forward. It's moving at an, astro an astronomic uh, pace. Every device comes out is getting faster and faster charging. I mean, the Realme GT3 here is 80 watts. The Neo 3, uh, the 3T is 80 watts. The Neo 3 is 150 watts. And the charger in the in the box is 160 watts, which is already telling you that they're giving you even more powerful charger in the box. Uh, the, Honor, uh, the Honor Magic 4 Pro, 100 watts in the box. So we're getting very fast charging. I'm worried when we get to that point where we start, keep talking about faster charging, but the phones don't come with a charging brick, which means you need to make sure to buy the right charging brick. And then we're going to start seeing a little bit of a confusion as to how things are. So I'm hoping for better coordination uh, between OEMs and third-party accessories to be able to allow us to have these functionalities and not necessarily have to pay through the roof to get them. Uh... <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so let, let's double check here. The OnePlus 8 right now. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I let my son use my Pixel 6 to watch Netflix on, uh, and for recent Android 13 beta, uh, oh, got 11 hours and 12 minutes of screen on time <laughs> before it died. That's actually crazy, man. But you're on Wi-Fi, so I'm, I'm assuming you're on Wi-Fi uh, when you say you have, your son's watching Netflix. Um, uh, this was pretty, uh, this is purely Netflix. Yeah, it is on Wi-Fi. I'm impressed with that. No, absolutely. Uh, believe it or not, your phone will always do better when it doesn't have to seek 
data or seek for network connectivity. This is the biggest thing that a lot of people uh, may have not noticed is within the last couple of years of, you know, when we were all stuck at home kind of thing, or before things kind of starting to go back into where we are now, um, most of us were on Wi-Fi. And so our battery life starts kind of shooting up. We got a you know, longer screen on time. I think that's a great thing. But at the end of the day, I think you just need to make sure that you're getting the best out of it. I think um, for me, I feel like the Pixel 6 Pro is something I still use. So I, I couldn't give Omar this. And I feel like this is a little bit too much for what he needs. Going in from a, from a flip phone to a full-fledged, you know, uh, legitimate uh, smartphone, I felt like a Pixel 5a will be way more than he needs. It'll meet his 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 content creation experience when it comes down to audio speakers, um, you know, 4K recording, 4K 60 frames recording, large display, a headphone jack, you know, all of the things I want him to have. Because again, we're going to start seeing at some point or another losing headphone jacks, right? The Pixel 5a still has a headphone jack. The Pixel 5 did not. So those are things that I value and I want him to have that low, you know, no latency type of experience. Um, and I think the Pixel 6 is definitely a great device as well because you get that balance of tensor and of course still getting the larger, uh, the better camera sensors than what we got from previous generations. So the 7 and the 7 Pro are definitely going to be pushing that with the new generation, but the 6A, which should be coming out in about a month in a couple of weeks on July 21st, I feel like that's going to definitely be hitting out of the park. I think it's going to be definitely very nice there. Um, uh, DTS kicking it with us. I appreciate uh, first and foremost for everybody hitting, uh, hanging out with us, talking to us and watching the show. Thank you very much for joining us. And we have obviously, yeah, we have 36 people watching. Thank you very much. Um, uh, and of course, if you'd like it, please make sure to hit that like or subscribe uh, on the channel. And of course, if you want to catch it on the replay, there'll be an audio podcast later on. Uh, and thanks for a DDR, Mr. Cumberbatch of the channel, uh, giving us a heads up on that one as well. Um, and the new Apple 35 watt dual port charger. So Again, I, it goes back to the conversation. Is it fair that we, I, I, okay, I want to say also, I understand the message that the companies are going with. I understand that the message is, look, we're trying to save the environment. And I think not everybody wants a new charger. That is true. I can tell you that my mom, at least she has a OnePlus 9, right? We just upgraded her from the OnePlus uh, 8 to the 9. And I know that the OnePlus 9 can charge crazy fast. And the good thing, at least in the US, the OnePlus 9 has wireless charging. I know internationally it does not. So apologize there. But it, that's literally how my mom 90% charges her phone. She has 65 watts, but she's putting it on the wireless charger. That's her usage. That's not the same for me. I have wireless chargers at home, but I typically don't use them as much. I use them literally more. I was about to hold something up that I'm not supposed to. <laughs> Okay, slow down, TK. Slow down. Watch, watch what you're grabbing from the table. No, um, okay. I'll leave. I'll leave that. I'll leave that there. Let's just say I charge other devices with my wireless chargers, and you typically put. I'll put my phone on there, but realistically, I value the fact that I can charge this in about thirty-five minutes, zero to hundred percent in about thirty-five, thirty-six minutes. And if I have some charge on it, I can be done in 10 and 20 minutes. I don't need to wait the whole 45 minutes to an hour, an hour and 10 minutes. But I don't leave my phone on the charger. And I typically only do it when I know my phone is around down like 10 to 15%. Same thing with my Find X5 Pro. My Samsung, no, I have to plug it in almost every morning because I'm down to about 40, 36 to 40% every at the end of the day. And I think for me, it's not... I'm not comfortable trying to push my limit for a 40% and to try to go with a second day on it. I know I can probably get to, to noonish or so without any problem, but this is where we start kind of seeing the, the difference in experience. I'm using on the, uh, on the, uh, here on the S22 ultra, I'm using my charger 
believe it or not, from the S20 Ultra, not from the S21, because the S21 did not support 45 watt charging. I'm still I'm using a two year old charger that I bought from a phone. And now the S22 Ultra doesn't charge as fast as the S20 Ultra did because there, as you know, the 45 watt is not truly 45. It fluctuates and it, it, there's a lot more management. Samsung is putting in a lot more control. So long story short, what we're trying to look into it is, yes, faster charging is great. Faster charging is needed. Safer, faster charging is also better. But I feel like we also need functions like HS power control or power separation on Red Magic. Those are features that I feel like companies can not only benefit from because it becomes a feature they're able to tout, talk about, but it's also a feature that they're able to help people have better battery life. Now, Oppo and OnePlus do have some functionalities added in there. Their charging technology, if you set it up directly within the settings, that it does not charge your phone to 100% and let the phone sit there. It trickle charges. I mean, it slows down the charging technology on the phone to a super slow connection and timing it perfectly so that when you pick up your phone at your morning alarm at 6 or 7 a.m. in the morning, the phone is waiting for you and it just turned 100%. So that when you unplug it and you're able to use it, your battery is not sitting there topped off at 100%. It's the same thing with most technologies on there. Don't leave your phones on your charger. It, this is not the type of phones that you would do this anymore to. We used to do them back in the old days. And right now, literally, that is the worst thing you could do, especially for battery health. But we want these features. I want more companies to in, in, incorporate them, not just gaming companies. I mean, Sony is not necessarily known for gaming, but like, seriously, some of the best gaming experiences I've had were on a Sony because Sony really does very well. And of course, Red Magic does it. I think if I'm not mistaken, ROG from uh, Asus do that as well. I haven't had a chance to play with the, the uh, ROG Phone 5 yet, but definitely things like that will definitely be very functional. And of course, we just jumped 6,000 messages. I do apologize there. Uh, Eljosa. Hey, Eljosa is in there with us. Hope you're doing well. Uh, anyone uh, here following uh, folding, uh, folding test? He's, uh, he's a polished streamer that had uh, people, many uh, fold the seat and in turns uh, test durability into hitting 200 folds with no issues. I think that's actually not a bad uh, bad deal. Um, I think testing it and seeing what actually are the limits of a folding device. Different devices obviously will have different experiences, but um, I'll, I'll have to see if I can check them out at some point. Yeah. Uh, da, da, da. Oh, okay, TK. I can't. I can't. I almost did. I, it's if I didn't have an agreement, if I didn't sign something and purpose, but you know, saying obviously a certain specific time. I... <laughs> oh, okay. <clears throat> Back to the show. See, typically with me, when I'm watching like Juan on his show on Mondays, I'm always like looking in the background for kind of things. For me, it's the total opposite. Typically, I have my stuff sitting in front of me and I like I have to kind of keep driving things. There's literally one thing on this on this table that I and, and, and you know, I'm thinking like in my mind, why did I put it on the table in front of me? Well, it's because I'm working with it. I'm using it. I'm testing it. I need to be able to show you guys what it is, but I can't say what it is yet. No. <laughs> I, and if I do, I yeah, no, I because it'll be one of those. Weird, yeah. No, OK, I'm still running. Um, oh my God, 276,000 folds and the phone still looks good. Okay. <laughs> I'm interested in the Sabaho. Hamid, Hamid, Ahlan, Wasana, Habibi, Ahlan. Oh man, folds always, always. Yes, for sure. Uh, 276 folds. Yes. Uh, okay. Let me double check here. I think apparently... Uh, da, da, da. I want to see a native custom. Uh, okay, so here, I want to be able to see a native custom wattage feature that, uh, where you can choose how many wattage uh, we want at a certain time. 
The concern with that is without custom ROMs or without at least a custom kernel and a governor on it, something like that that allows you to be able to control this, we typically won't be able to see it. Like a custom ROM should be able to allow you to basically see how much charging you're able to uh, push through. But you're right. Most companies don't allow, oh, actually take that back. The companies put there. There's it's a two eco. It's a two two prong connection, right? It has to have. There's some technology available in the charging brick, as well as a charging the the charging processor that goes right before the battery that allows us basically you know so how much to give it, how much charging speed that needs to be given. That's where we have that curve. It's almost like a bell curve. You start slow and then you shoot straight up on the speed, and you go for a little bit, and then you just shoot down. The last fifteen to twenty five percent are typically much slower than the twenty or the the five the five to 10% all the way up to about 80%. That's literally where you're scream speeding uh, through charging. The, the concern that we have in here is the different technologies that we're looking at. Some companies split the batteries and that's how they do the faster charging. They're doing uh, 35 watts charging on two batteries that are half half and half, which total up to basically about 70, or not 35, but I meant to say like 31 watts, getting into the 62 or the 65 watt uh, capacity for performance. Um, but that there's, there's many things can, uh, in there. So the phone can definitely help. But allowing the phone to reduce the charging speed doesn't necessarily help the functionality because the companies are touting faster charging at cooler speed and cooler temperatures. I think what we need is more features to allow us to time when those features are needed and you can use them. Um, I'll say that the um, Honor, the Honor Magic 4 Pro, uh, doesn't charge 100 watt on the wireless charger unless you go into the settings tab and turn on high uh, high speed uh, wireless charging. So by default, when you first put this on the charger that, uh, that the Honor puts out, there's a notification in the notification panels, do you want to turn on turbo charging? And that allows it to go to 100 watts. And that's when you start getting that benefit from the, the technology in there. So there are options on the market. Yes, it's absolutely in there. And I think some companies are using it, but I feel like adding HS power control or adding pass-through functionality, meaning using a cord and using a power cable to be able to charge your phone, well, to use your phone without necessarily draining the battery is way more functional for me. In two sides, A, we have less power draw and less less load on the battery, which typically will transfer into what B is essentially less heat generated on the phone. So where the 8 Gen 1 and the 888 and the 8 Plus Gen 1, I'm sure will be in the same boat, uh, definitely more power hungry, but also uh, temperature generating processors, um, you're definitely going to get better performance out of it when you don't have the battery contributing to that story, if that makes sense. But I, I'm with you there. Um, uh, we really need to do better uh, in uh, better battery tech, uh, of course. It's been uh, stagnant for a while. We're, we're now at the, at the point where software augmentation is needed to keep phones uh, basically and, and batteries like the you know, Note 7 ing kind of back in the old days. Um, uh, itself. And uh, yeah, I mean, the Note 7 has been one of those things that I, I've never understood the, I mean, I do, I do understand what happened. Obviously, we know what happened. The, the battery tech, the battery chemistry that was in there was contaminated and there was issues in different uh, different uh, devices. I can tell you personally that my device or the one I have, um, the, 7, the Note 7 definitely didn't have any problems, but it was crippled and turned off by, by Verizon. So we couldn't even use the phone but after some time, uh, the batteries swell up so much that it actually damaged the phone. Like it, it broke the, the seal between the back and the front, and it started damaging uh, hardware on there, making the phone not only unusable, but basically now just practically like just a paperweight. It is something that we need to be careful with. Batteries are, the, at, at their core, the, the main running source of power that we have on everything. I mean, my car has a battery, and this is like, I can't believe I'm saying that in that aspect. But at the end of the day, we need better battery tech. 
alongside better battery charging tech to be able to allow us not to rely on time. We are in 2022. Devices can charge from zero to 100% in less than 30 minutes in some cases. Uh, Juan has the uh, the IQ6, uh, the uh, no, IQ9 Pro. Again, 150 watt chargers. The Neo3, uh, the Neo GT, the, the GT Neo3, 4500 milliampere battery. Uh, you know, 150 watt. Um, I saw a 240 watt charging technology phone on the, uh, at MWC charging, and that is ludicrously crazy fast. But again, heat comes out with it, so we need to be aware of those things. I'm with you. Um, and the Z Fold 3 has been rated to 200,000 uh, maximum folds. That's going to be interesting there. We'll have to see how that kind of goes. Uh, oh, my God. I just jumped like 6,000 comments. Okay, so Pixels. Um, Sony and NLG um, used to have a very advanced adaptive charging called um, the okay, the Qnovo, uh, which prevents uh, the degradation of battery. Sony still has that. Obviously, LG doesn't, but Sony still does have that. Uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, still has a technology built in for the extending extension of the battery life. The biggest thing that we noticed, though, is you notice that they capped it at 30 watts. They didn't try to go beyond uh, that level of speed charging. And I think it's basically 50% in about 50, 30 minutes, which is what they're claiming from zero to 50%. And that's actually pretty decent to get you, get you kind of get you back in the in the in the run of it. Uh, the Xperia 1 series typically has wireless charging. The 5 doesn't and the 10 doesn't. But it's some of those things that we appreciate having is the ability of having charging speed. But battery health is, is something that we need to be aware of. As time goes on, when your phone reaches two, maybe three years or so, you're not charging that phone. And if you're using, obviously, as your main, main phone, you are no longer charging that phone to 100% capacity. You're more than likely hitting 80 to 90% or 90% or so uh, on the percentage, depending on the battery cell and the company that you're using it from. And at the end of the day, what is it that we're going to be able to do? We can't replace batteries the way we used to. No phone now is sold with an open, uh, like for the in the general overall market, I'm, I'm not talking about custom or literally for the lack of a better term, niche-based devices are not sold with uh, removable backs. So replaceable batteries are not a thing. And at the end of the day, you have to basically either be comfortable in opening the back of your phone because the OEM parts are available. Uh, iFixit will have a whole bunch of different options available for us to be able to do that, as well as uh, walkthroughs and processes and in the kits that you need to buy. But it's something that you most people will not be comfortable in. I mean, they may see the 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 video, but how many people are do you know? I mean, outside of yourselves, techies, everybody in this in the chat in the video, I'm sure you guys are way more by by the definition that you're watching or you're even being part of the conversation on this channel, you are already ahead of a lot of people when it comes down to technology. And again, I don't think everybody's going to be jumping in and saying, yeah, I want to go to iFixit and I want to be able to replace the battery on my Pixel or something to that effect. Uh, but, you know, something to keep in mind is battery aging is not always the same. I've had devices that I've used consistently daily. And of course, uh, like an example would be this. It was an Honor 8, uh, and it was an Honor Note 8, not just the Honor 8. An Honor, not a Note 8. It was a device originally meant specifically for the Chinese market, but I was, as you know, for many years, I've covered Honor devices. And uh, hopefully next week, by the way, I know I've been saying this for a couple of weeks, I am going to be putting out the video on the Honor uh, Magic 4 Pro. Um, I got their cool, oh my God, the really, really nice, hold on, let me show you, uh, you guys can see it. So you can redo it here. This the new Honor Watch that works really, really nice. So I've been using that with the Magic 4 Pro and <laughs> the Buds, the Honor Buds Pro. These are so good. Very, very nice. And of course, offer us very good capabilities and just a much, I would say a full ecosystem and a full you know return for Honor. I wanted that, not that I wanted to throw in and 
but it's, it's something that I'm excited to be able to share. So that's going to be for next week's main focus for me. Um, but let me jump back here real quick. Okay, so yeah, so for, for that, I think Sony has definitely been putting out one of the best options. Um, oh, uh, okay. So uh, Greg saying my daughter's iPhone, he's still uh, my, his daughter's using the iPhone C. Uh, did that battery swell up uh, pretty bad. It's crazy though, right? Like you're using the phone, it's not sitting there. There should be no reason for it to do that. Uh, but yeah, the Honor, the Honor Note 8, after I want to say maybe a year and a half of usage, I started to notice that the display kind of like looks a little bit tight, like the case wasn't going all the way in. And I kind of touched and like, and I started, oh no, the swelling was starting to happen. And then sure enough, believe it or not, before I knew it, I came in one morning back into the office and the whole thing kind of popped up, like the phone split. And at the seams, typically where the connections are. Um, I know that on a an Honor 7X, uh, I know my mother-in-law's phone did the exact same thing. And it was mostly because she's like, my case, uh, my case doesn't fit the phone anymore. And she never opened it up to look. And it was really her phone kind of swelling up. So we switched her over to a Pixel. Um, but yeah, there's, these are things. And, and Samsung's also been known for that. The, the Note 7 specifically, that battery... And I maybe should not have this and have this in my office. Uh, here, let me see. It's it's a balloon. It's it's a tiny battery, but it's a balloon. It's literally a balloon sitting in there, and it literally it snapped the phone up. And so now the phone is, you know, I can't find batteries that work for it, and I and the the damage on the phone has been done. But to me, it's like weird. Like, right? You know, why why would you do that? Like, why would you not? take care of the technology that you're using and not everybody does it but yeah if, if it happens that's a massive upgrade and ma massive fix that you need to do because typically that i don't think that's covered under the manufacturer's warranty unless it happens right off like within the first year or so um michael peppertech is jumping in with dual battery technologies how do they handle things so that uh, so that one doesn't degrade more quickly uh, than the other. I think it's purely based on the cycles, right? There's no way for them to, to help the degradation. The degradation, I think, is factored in into their model. So what they do essentially is they'll say, okay, we know our batteries after a certain amount of testing. You know, Typically, they'll do the testing for a certain amount of time by uh, doing it, running certain cycles, and they, um, they kind of like model it to the future. I don't think they typically do the testing across the border, but I think overall, the way they do that is based on the capacity, based on the charging wattage that they're predicting it to be charged at, meaning they test it based on the charger that's included in the box. They're able to model it and know exactly when the degradation will hit the most. Uh, I've seen Honor, why should I take that back? I've seen Huawei as the only company that's ever made uh, specific claims as to saying the battery does not degrade after a certain number. Um, and this was something also that was a very big shock for me as a Tesla owner, uh, that Tesla actually factors in about a three to 5% degradation in battery after the first year. Now they say that you don't lose 10% of the battery capacity till after you had 200,000 miles. Well, that, that's a, that's a very big claim, right? You're supposed to be able to stay there, but again, it's based on modeling. They model those, uh, those capacities, they model the performance and they basically assume a certain type of a scenario that you're using. Sometimes they may use the lowest, but in typically with most smartphones, they base it on the model that, uh, or the charging brick that comes with it because they assume you're using it. So that's something to keep that in mind. There's no mechanical way for them to manage it. The only thing they can do is maybe have some algorithm to make sure that not one one side is charged more than the other, that the capacity is, uh, you know, I guess uh, dispersed evenly between the two cells, but it's always, always done as based on a model basing. Uh, they, they do a certain number of cycles, they test it out to a certain amount, and then from there they see what the degradation is, and then they contrapulate the time and the amount of degradation, and then they give you a model by when do they think they'll lose a certain percentage. 
Um, okay, here I'm almost certain that Samsung will uh, try to uh, to use the, the, the stream test for their marketing. Uh, at least, uh, at least they're going to be. Uh, yeah, no, there, there's going to be a lot of things. I think Samsung can. It depends. It depends on the conversation and how things are. And <laughs> believe it or not, Rogerbot just went live. So if you guys, um, obviously after after the show, if I was on Twitch, I mean I am on Twitch, but I don't know if I'm able to actually uh, do a raid there. But long story short, it's uh, definitely very, very, uh, very nice if you guys follow Roger, uh, Life of Deck, uh, <laughs> Pixel Made. We're still, yeah, yep, still open. Uh, someone just. Uh, <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, no, I, I, it's always, always. Is it possible? Is it possible to download the Oxygen interface on the version? Um, no. Okay, so no. So they used to. OnePlus used to have two versions of their software. There used to be a Hydrogen OS, and there was Oxygen OS. Hydrogen OS was OnePlus UI Oxygen OS, but made for the Chinese market, minus the Google Play services and certain functionalities added directly for that. But Hydrogen OS, as of I think about a year, maybe two years ago, has been put out uh, as far as the uh, the default uh, installation for those devices. And it actually now, uh, the if you buy a OnePlus 10 Pro directly from China, it actually runs a color OS. So uh, for the lack of a better term, if you're trying to do, so what Hamid, uh, Hamid Hamid is asking is, can I install Oxygen OS on a Chinese version? Yes. You can definitely buy a Chinese version of OnePlus 10 Pro and then flash a US or the global ROM uh, directly onto it from uh, the download sites directly from OnePlus. Now that we've had a few updates push out where OnePlus provides uh, full system images that you're able to bring over, yes, it's totally installable, but you'd have to manually do it. It's not automatically. The system or the built-in system will not allow you to do so, and you have to manually do it in the recovery. So. You have to be comfortable with uh, with fast boot, and you be able to custom uh, and basically flash that in there, and you should be able to do it. There's tons of videos that show you how to do it. Should not be an issue. Um, so, Tiki, are you excited for the Nothing Phone? Uh, the Nothing Phone one. What kind of innovation do you think that they're going to be bringing to the table? So, from what we know right now with with the, with the Nothing Nothing Phone, I think for me the biggest thing is it, it has a lot of hype going on with it. Right? Um, I tried the Nothing Launcher. Not exactly very, very impressed with it. But again, this is a launcher meant for a phone that we're using on another phone. And typically, that's not going to be the best experience anyways, right? It's like, um, um, actually, there's no better way of saying it. It's like running Oxygen OS on a phone that doesn't have Oxygen OS. But the long story short, I'm excited to see what they can, they're able to bring in. I, I'm really, I, I really am, re I, I mean, I'm in that position right now where I want to be a little bit more conservative in my excitement because we've seen this happen before. Okay, this is not the first time. Carl Pay is way capable of providing, um, um, for the lack of a better term, the excitement and the anxious, you know, providing it that whole anticipation and the feeling there. And obviously, a lot of big companies are trusting in what he's saying and they're putting in money behind him. We have big companies, big names, and people putting them in money there. And I think it's based on that vision of what they're able to provide. Are they going to be able to revolutionize and, and basically do what they're saying, essentially unify the ecosystem together and provide a better solution for other companies? I feel like that's going to be one of their biggest things. And trying to get other players to play with them or basically play nice with them is going to be the concern. Um, as far as hardware, what they're going to be bringing, I don't think they're going to be bringing in a very, very like, you know, innovative, uh, like, uh, um, for the lack of a better term, I don't think they're going to be bringing a device to the market that's going to basically be like, oh my God, I need to drop everything else and go to it. I think it's going to be a very compelling device. It's going to have its own unique pros and it will have its own cons. Gen 1 will always have a con. 
Um, and not to say that people are not going to stick to that, but you have to keep that in mind when you're setting that expectation. Um, OnePlus was built out of a very specific, very unique experience, and I can trace it exactly how it was able to make the presence that it did. OnePlus owes a massive, a massive, massive, massive part of what Cyanogen did for them at the beginning. OnePlus will not be, would could not be where they are today if Cyanogen was not their first OS. Their partnership with Cyanogen and the place where Cyanogen was at the time of when OnePlus came on was the big factor. Now, once you got the name to come out, once you got people to talk about them, all the news outlets and everybody else to talk about them, then that's where Carl Pei and Pete Lau started to jump in and made, made the company go with the whole, you know, invitation system. It took them a while before people start kind of, you know, know, you know who OnePlus is and start talking about them. Oppo was a much bigger presence across the world, but OnePlus was floating, you know, autonomously. So what Carl Pei doesn't have right now is that he's trying to jump straight into the main media. OnePlus started as a, not a boutique, but like a, an enthusiast and custom ROM in, uh, installation uh, type of a device that later on through the word of mouth and usage and partnerships was able to get to where they are today. And that's a massive success. But again, stars aligning in that specific order and presence of a massive custom ROM community at the time. That's where definitely they started. I'm not, I'm not saying it doesn't exist anymore, but we're not there anymore. Cyanogen is no more. Lineage has partnered with some devices, but you, we've seen that. L having Lineage on the label doesn't make a success. You need to be able to make it and do yourself. And there's also a lot more players on the market now. So to, to say what nothing is going to provide us, I feel like it's going to be a great conversation starter. I think the nothing, second generation, maybe third generation, will be able to start seeing some more success. The first year, kind of like with the nothing buds, the, the year ones, they're great, but they're not the best. They're not going to be the device that basically outshines everybody. And I don't think nothing wants to do that. They want to do well. They want to do great. They want to meet their expectations, provide good feedback for their investors, and get interest from people. So that's going to be the biggest thing. And getting people to use the device is going to be the biggest factor. But it's going to come down to software and support. So let's see how that comes out. I mean, July is around the corner. We already know roughly when things are going to be announced. And it looks like July is going to be a crazy month anyway. So we'll have to see how that goes. Sorry, I don't want to kind of linger too much on that one. But I'm with you on there. Uh, you should be able to use XDA to find the correct firmware for your model. Absolutely, yeah. You just find the model, find the, uh, find the firmware, and then manually flash it over. You'll be fine. Uh... Okay, you can the <laughs> yeah, MSN uh, elbow cough one plus. Yeah, I'm with you, Hamid. Uh, I always, always. I don't think. Uh, okay, I don't think many things can be improved in a way of uh, the feeling. Of, uh, sorry, uh, feeling. It, it's a news feature for someone like uh, for the nothing one. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a big uh, <laughs> Sony good vibes. Absolutely. Um, there's a big high factor going in here and i and i always appreciate what carl can do he's a big he knows how to work uh the excitement and the hype factor uh, but i seriously unless he's reinventing the form factor of a smartphone it's coming in with the same you know for the lack of a better term glowing rectangle i gotta be really careful what i grab um <laughs> it'll be a glowing rectangle of some sort if it has a keyboard it'll basically be a an homage to uh, to blackberry and people will appreciate it for what it is, but then they're going to realize they have less screen time, screen real estate, and people will kind of have to kind of factor: Do we want to go back to a keyboard? There's a whole bunch of things that will factor into what you're able to do with there. We have a lot more selection and more options on the market today than when we had 
uh, when OnePlus came out. And OnePlus did this years ago. Again, at the prime of custom raw, I mean, raw uh, modding and so on. And they fed into that ecosystem. They built it for that market and it was not built for everybody else. Cyanogen on a phone was hoping to try to make Cyanogen big, but even OnePlus couldn't stick around with, with Cyanogen that long. Within by the, the OnePlus 2, the Cyanogen was an option. You could do, uh, sorry, it was launched with, with Cyanogen. And then the OnePlus 2 kind of got uh, uh, Oxygen OS later on as a separate option. And it was basically either you stay on Oxygen or you can go with Cyanogen. And by the OnePlus 3, it was out. Right? I mean, that's how that's how things were. But Cyanogen is what kicked them off. Their, su their support base and being that they were the first device that Cyanogen became the default operating system for is what got people talking about them. And then as time went on, they became they became more, more functional. And of course, like I said, Carl Pei and Pete Lau did a great job, but they're not together as much as a combo anymore. Now we have Pete Lau over on Alpo. So Carl Pei is having a lot more... I'm hoping he's able to deliver. Let's just say that. I'll, I'll, that that's really why I'm kind of grounding my expectations a little bit uh <laughs> how is the oneplus 10r the uh the oneplus uh, the ace uh yusuf is asking you know what the, the 10r never made it to the us so we don't have access to that one in the us but i do know that essentially is it's a um i think the 10r is supposed to basically be more of an indian uh release you guys maybe can uh, correct me in the comments on that one uh yes please yeah great great a absolutely nothing um, I'll, I'll say this. If you are not comfortable um, changing things on your device, if you're not comfortable, you know, going a little bit beyond what you normally are able to, uh, you, you don't want to get out of the box or what they provide you as a default setting, I definitely would recommend you not doing it. There's many, many walkthroughs to do so. I won't deny the fact that it does involve a certain number of risks. Sometimes it could basically potentially even brick your phone. But most bricks can actually, uh, you, most, most times you can actually recover from them. But long story short is research read and reread and reread so if you're going through a uh, and this is i've said this in the past but my recommendation is this if you go on xda or any any website that has a form and you're trying to follow a walkthrough my recommendation is this first read the entire pinned thread the first thread typically that has all the instructions read it once read it twice read it a third time the reason why you read it three times is you're always going to miss something at some point or another. Some of it is going to look boring to you and you're going to skip a section and it may be an important part, but you need to read it. By the time you read it the third time, you should have a good understanding of what you need. And if you should also have a good understanding of what your questions are, then search the forum for those questions that you have. Follow through and see what other people are dealing with. And if they have seen those issues and what are the concerns? Typically, what I like to do is I like to look, search for the, for the, for the word issue or the search for the word problem. Once you do that and you understand what's going on, then you have a good understanding and a good gauge of what you should be able to expect out of this custom ROM. And if it fits what you need and, it, and you're okay with some of the concerns and understanding that some of them may be going away, then download the files and then do them step-by-step, step, clear your data, back up your data off your phone, of course, then clear it off the phone and then follow the step-by-step -step process. It shouldn't be an issue, but you need to be comfortable with it first and foremost. And please, please, please ask questions. If you're not sure about something, the form is there for that. And if people point you back to a question, when you ask your question, like, well, this was answered earlier, well, then just do the search and go find it. Don't take it personal. There's threads that can go literally for hundreds and hundreds of pages. You don't want to be lost. So use the search functionality. It's there for you. To help, for you for, it's there to help you there. Uh, TK, do you want to switch uh, switch the camera off for a second and put the uh, embargo device? 
Uh, no, I, I moved it to the left. I moved it to the left. I just, I, I, I moved it to the left. It was just, what happened is I was in the middle of a conversation and I said, you know, and I don't use usually wireless charging unless I do. And then my hand kind of gravitated. And as I was like, wait, hold on a second. Am I like <laughs> that? Okay. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm steering away from this side. Um, so for me in the next week or so, like I said, primary before we're talking about the honor magic Four pro. Uh, and of course, uh, what we saw essentially it was last week and that was, hold on, let me just go ahead and unlock this guy. Um, this is, uh, the device from uh, TCL, the first, uh, basically their attempt to try to jump into the stylus uh, business. And this is the, uh, their own, the stylus, the TCL stylus, and it's a 5g device currently on T-Mobile and on uh, Metro by T-Mobile uh, in the U S it's actually crazy fast speeds. That was like the, the surprising factor for me. Well, uh, let me see. Do I have charging speed here? Um, so hopefully you guys can see that. Let me see here. So I did a speed test on this guy. Again, this is a $300, sub $300 device on T-Mobile, 644 down, 121 up on uh, the uh, the UC, care, uh, uh, well, I guess the mid-band T-Mobile uh, bands here in the US, at least uh, in my area. So that's crazy fast for a $300 phone to be able to have that much speed when it came down, when it comes down to that. Uh, but thank you, Aditya. I'll, I'll keep it there. <laughs> no, I would. Hey, so here's the thing. If I bought it off of eBay and if it is that, then I would have no problem showing it. I wouldn't be under any embargoes. Uh, the embargo, obviously, as you know, it would be part more of an agreement with, with me and the brand uh, to work with them. <laughs> Back in the day, there's actually some rumors. I don't know if you saw that, like some articles and some rumors kind of going around talking about the, you know, OnePlus 10 Ultra, you know, potentially that that could be the thing coming up. Uh, some people are also talking about the OnePlus 10T uh, coming up at, later on, maybe with the OnePlus, with the 8 Plus Gen 1, that's possible. Typically, that's not what OnePlus does. The T series is always the same processor as the earlier one in the uh, in the beginning of the year with some modifications. So I'm interested to see what they're offering, what they could potentially do for us there. So kind of, uh, I know we're... <laughs> Oh man, a whole bunch of different things. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy, uh, recent. Oh man, sorry about that. Uh, I mean, folding folding a phone that much is going to be really exhausting, and I'm hoping he doesn't. I mean, if he's getting the attention for it, I'm glad. But again, I always worry because testing it in that scenario of only opening and closing consistently, that's testing it in a certain specific uh, way, but. Most people don't do that. There's a lot more factors when you're folding and unfolding a phone because when you leave it for an extended amount of time, if you're in an envi environment where there's more humidity, there's a little bit maybe less humidity, a drier, those can factor into uh, how the actual panels and everything ages over time. So it's a great test in certain aspects, but again, just understand that that's one certain controlled environment. And I think when we have a guarantee of a certain number, it's something that we have to pay attention to. Sorry, just keep that in there. Uh, but it is that time of the month. <laughs> It is that time of the uh, the show, as you know, it's about an hour and 15 minutes or so uh, for the TKception. So if you guys are familiar with the show, you haven't been with us before, uh, it is where you'll start seeing some hashtags in the comments. We'll be able to start talking about it a little bit more. Uh, but while that's going on, uh, so lastly, let's jump in. We have a few a few new new people I haven't seen before. So Open is one that's asking real quick. TK, how have you liked the OnePlus 10 Pro so far? Is it your main device? So I like the OnePlus 10 Pro quite a bit. I feel like the, the improvements that we've had over the last few years have been great. Not as much over the 9 Pro. It is not my main device. And I, I kind of mentioned it before. It's not because the phone isn't. I want to make it my main device. But the main thing that has been holding me back is there's no storage expansion. And 128 is a very limiting factor for me. I can't shoot 
the content the way I want to shoot it, edit as much and produce content off my phone and be able to do all of that in 128. 256 is literally barely making it because I want to go be, I want to be able to go to a show and not have to worry about it. So if I'm able to get my hands on the OnePlus 10 Pro uh, with the 256, that'll be definitely where I'm switching uh, switching away from the uh, S22 Ultra right now, and I'll be able to switch over to it 100%. But I like it a lot. The the performance, the uh, the uh, overall, the update, uh, the updates that we've been getting on it, the camera improvements that we've seen, are definitely very very nice, and it is absolutely a beast. Um, haven't had any issues with the eight gigs of RAM. The eight Gen One runs quite well. For gaming, I'm I probably will be more of a dedicated gamer on a, on a on a different device. Let's say something more like a Red Magic, not because I don't think it's a good gaming phone, but I feel like it's managed it's managed to a certain expectation of you know like a constant sixty frames per second gaming on something. Let's say Undead Horde, uh, where I want to be able to play that at one twenty, you know, or ninety or something higher than that. So those are some of the things I always feel like it's you have to kind of balance the experience between the two. But for a daily driver, I love it. It's a very nice phone. And uh, like I said, as soon as I'm able to get myself uh, my hands on the 256, I'll definitely be switching to that one. Uh, and then Hans also, and also, by the way, uh, open welcome. I haven't seen you before on the chat, but welcome. And thank you for joining us on the, on the chat today. Uh, Hans is asking, hey, TK, long time no talk. Definitely hope you're doing well. Uh, I'm jealous again. I have, uh, I have to wait three more months to get the Xperia 1 Mark IV. Absolutely. It's crazy. Uh, I miss it. I, I, and I'm in the same boat with you. I'm going to have to wait till September because that's how it is. Um, and believe it or not, it, it's not because Sony doesn't want to release it. And I don't think it's a hardware availability. I feel like the U S market is, it's that hard to get into. So it takes a little bit longer. I know Europe's already have it. Um, and I can't wait to see more, more content being put out on it, but you know, uh, September will be here before we know it. We're already in June. So I'm sure, I'm sure it's going to be very exciting. Uh, welcome back, man. Glad to see you doing well. Uh, <laughs> it's currently at 275, uh, 278,000 folds. Uh, hopefully, hopefully he's able to make it and, and hopefully, uh, everybody enjoyed that one as well. So, uh, you probably started to notice there's some hashtags in the, in the comments, uh, was releasing two for six version. <laughs> I think biggest thing about it is. I understand. I mean, from from uh, from standing behind and looking at it from the outside, I understand why OnePlus did what they did in the way they did it. Uh, from a marketing standpoint, obviously, it's the only thing that people can talk about when the phone came out. It came out for eight ninety nine because there is no other version. They can't say basically it comes out for as much as because that's the pricing. I'm not sure how how well the numbers are going to play out, and I'm wanting to probably say I'll want to wait till the end of the year and see how their sales do, do, especially with the two different variants. There may end up being a lot of people jumping from the 128 to the 256. I personally would if I am able to, and I think that's the biggest thing that we want to pay attention to. But uh, the reality is this. If you had, if you jumped on the OnePlus 10 Pro at the time of the 128, you must have been okay with it. For me, I received this device as a at the, the temporary, I received it as a review unit from OnePlus. So this is a little bit different for me. I would wait for the 120 for the 256 because I feel like that's the right uh, format for me. It's the storage to the functionality. It matches it a little bit better, but I'm with you. We'll have to see how that kind of comes up. Um, but kind of to bring things back together in the way things are with, with this week, um, Realme, I think, have a, a very big, a good hit with the OnePlus, uh, the the Realme, sorry, the GT3 Neo, sorry, the GT Neo 3T. I, I always mix it up. I always want to say the GT3 T Neo, but it's the Neo 3T. Um, great design, great camera uh, configuration. I think the primary sensor is the one you want to live in on the back, the 64 megapixel camera. 
I like the upgrades that they did over the three uh, in the sense of, uh, uh, I mean, not necessarily said the 870 is better. I mean, it is to a certain point, a different processor, a different experience, but I feel like the 64 megapixel on the main sensor, the 5,000 milliampere is definitely a nice little upgrade from what we saw with the three. Now, the 150 charging is definitely much better on the one, on the three, but again, depending on the market that you're in, you may not even be able to use full potential. So the long story short, the 3T looks great, continues the Neo series of the racing series in here. And then um, obviously will be more things to kind of go in there. OnePlus adding an additional storage capability, I think is a big factor. I think a lot of people are going to enjoy that, especially OnePlus fans that probably waited. That's literally, I think what most people would have done is knowing at the time of launch that there is going to be a version of 256 with 12 gigs of RAM, probably waited a little bit. And I think that's definitely uh, what they should have done. Hopefully we'll see some specials as well. We'll see how that kind of comes out. Uh, pixel feature drop. I think it's a big factor. If you like to use it, there's a new uh, photo video, uh, video editing and video creation content option that's built in there. Uh, the ability of using uh, basically, you know, or seeing your camera on the home screen or on the, on the lock screen, the ability of actually putting and uh, accessing or giving you the ability to access your vaccination card from the lock screen is a big win or the big factor for people that are obviously, you know, on a daily basis needing to show that if you're traveling, if you go in some places, restaurants won't even let you in without it. You don't have to carry the card with you. You can definitely use the digital card. I think that's a big factor. And of course, a few other things kind of going in there. There's an improvement to the DAC on the Pixel 6 and 6 Pro. So if you have those, there's definitely been improvements there. And I think Google fixed it with the June update. So little things like that, that will make life a lot, a lot better for us. But if you haven't been to the channel before, if you haven't seen this before, we are about to have something called the TKception. It is one of our, um, it was a mistake, not a mistake, it was a coincidence about a year and a half ago or when the show first started that we actually ended up, um, let me just double check here real quick. Yeah, that we did it by mistake and it ended up be being part of the show. And that's how we kind of uh, highlight some of the uh, our some of our community members and, and people that are with us here on the chat. So with that being said, let me go ahead and grab the first one. And I don't remember where I saw it. I think I saw, okay, so Jimmy Fire Dragon was first, is it? Okay, I wanna say Jimmy Fire Dragon did it first. Oh, here is Barry Johnson did it first. So we're gonna go ahead and do this and we're gonna share the screen. Let's do this. Yeah, it's a little bit slow today for some reason. And a little bit slow. I don't know why, but I did the movement anyways. Um, so I want to say first and foremost, obviously, thanks to everybody for hanging out with us. It's not obviously, you know, Barry's been with us for, for quite some time. I really appreciate you, man, hanging out with us. Greg, thank you for kicking it with us, coming back on the show. TKception, TK the man, congrats, Omar, as always. And of course, TKception uh, hanging out with us. Jimmy Fire Dragon, TKception, TKXDA Bay, TK Software Mod Bay. Uh, yeah, man, I, I miss... I miss the days. Uh, I mean, if it was literally like the first thing I did when I got a phone, I didn't even set it up. I would unlock. I was first for what I would do, take it out of the box, boot it up, jump into the recovery. Uh, no, sorry. Unlock it, go through the process. Most devices at some point didn't require it, but you needed to go into the developer option and turn on OEM unlock. Then you jump back into the recovery, unlock the phone, obviously resets the phone, everything gets done. You go back, you flash a custom ROM, a custom recovery, then you flash the custom ROM if you want it. Or if you don't want the custom ROM, you flash a, uh, basically a custom image to be able to root the phone and then you'd start using the phone. That literally used to be the order of things I did. Most of them were on OnePlus devices, but they, again, that's one of those things I really loved. So I appreciate that, man. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> the experience of uh, the Honor Magic 4 was supposed to, uh, to launch the product in, in my country very soon. Uh, Golan, you're definitely going to be very happy with it. The Magic 4 Pro is very, very nice. Like, seriously, it's it's going back to Honor's old 
um, of what we typically loved about Honor before the whole thing kind of went on with Huawei. They're bringing back and they're they're doing definitely a lot of great work there for sure. Uh, DTNL, our Mr. Cumberbatch, Mr. Cumberbatch of our channel, as always, thank you very much for kicking it with us. TKception, TKR Bay, TK Spirit Bomb, always Goku kicking it with us, Spirit Bomb, TK promoting proper tech, this uh, discourse bay. You have to always be aware and understand that, you know, we can talk about differences. We can talk about pros and cons between ecosystems. And that's the thing. You need to be able to talk about it. It's not always one or the other. And every system and every kind of um, piece of tech that comes along has positives and has issues or not issues, but like some negatives. And you have to understand that it's your device has to have that right recipe that meets your needs. Because if somebody doesn't care about the fact that a phone charges 150 watts uh, and just wants a fast charging phone, maybe perfectly fine with a phone that runs a 65, a 45 watts, or you know, you know, uh, 25 watts. Again, find the piece of tech that works for you the best. Uh, of course, everybody else kicking it with us here. Oh, here it is, Chemi Torres. Always, thank you very much, Dominic. Oh, uh, sorry, uh, <laughs> Dominic. Welcome back, Dominic. One kicking it with us as well, Chemi Torres, uh, TK Gogo Team, Team Tesla Bay, TK Android Bay, and of course, thank you very much, everybody, for hanging out with us here on this beautiful Saturday. It's going to be a warm one. Hope you stay safe. Hope you stay cool. Uh, and as always, I always appreciate everybody hanging out with us on a Saturday. If you haven't had a chance to check it out, please uh, make sure you hit that like. And of course, uh, subscribe to the channel. You'll be able to get more updates and more information quicker uh, about you know what's going on with the Android Bay. And of course, uh, you know, keeping up to date with a lot of the tech that's coming up. And of course, you'll be able to participate in the chat. I love the way the show is because it's a conversation for me. There's a good part of it where I'm, I'm sharing things with you guys. But at the end of the day, the way the show has been constructed since its inception, when it used to be called the Saturday, Saturday morning with tech, it's a conversation. And I think that's the best way. So um, with that being said, I do want to say again, stay safe, be safe. It is going to be a scorcher here in Southern California. Thank you very much, Dominic. Uh, Donald Lozino, man, hope you're doing well. Thank uh, <laughs> you, All right, no, uh, we'll have to see. Uh, but yeah, everybody, hope you guys do well. Um, be, one thing I haven't said for a while, if you have any friends and family, family members, they haven't talked to for some time, reach out, say hi. Everybody loves hearing from people they haven't heard for. I personally have reconnected with my, one of my friends from high school, which is really cool and really kick-ass because we have grown so far apart from since then, but we have both have so much in common still, even at our age right now. So it's always great to do so. So with that being said, um, make sure if you guys are, are watching and you're still in the mood to watch some good stuff, Rogerbot um, over on Twitch. So it's Rogerbot with a three for the E is streaming right now. So make sure to hit him up. And of course, I'll see you on Monday with the SGGQA on Juan's uh, chat. We'll hang out with there. And of course, if you haven't seen it yet, Grounded Tech, a whole bunch of other people, of course, great people. Thank you very much for joining us. I'll see you in the next one. Bye bye for now.